Greetings, humans. Simula78 sends its regards. It is time for the Squacklecast theme song, as sung by Caged Human A34. Hello, the Squacklecast. Thirtyish episodes. Allow me more. Forever. This all has been a blast. Your mom loves the Squacklecast. You, you want to just start? Are you recording now? Or? Uh, yeah, we'll just start. <laughs> so, um, what did you do today? Nothing. I was sweating. It's hot, man. It is very hot. I woke up this morning and at like 6 a.m. and it was like 80 degrees hot. It was like sweaty and... Is not uh, very pleasant. But you know who else is sweating right now? Tom movie Bruce. Pass. <laughs> oh, Movie Pass. That's going. Uh, that's going under before the end of the year, right? Uh, it's got to be. Movie Pass uh, has been on its last leg for what seems like ten years now. Um, <laughs> it's like it's like a never-ending death. I feel it's like every week, and, it's just something new. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's worse than Trump at this point. <laughs> I mean, you want to explain like what's happening with Movie Pass? Um, well, Movie Pass, if anyone doesn't know what it is, is basically a subscription service which you can um, pay monthly a certain amount of money to go to basically any theater that's on an approved list um, and watch any movie you want as many times as you want. I guess I don't know. How about how often or what the restrictions are necessarily? But the point is, you get to see a lot of movies for a very low price, and it seems that Movie Pass, movie pass is actually paying like full price for these tickets, <laughs> and so it's like a really terrible uh, business plan because people are like catching on to that game basically, and they're just basically doing stuff like buying tickets to get rewards points on their. Uh, concessions cards and stuff like that and so they just go like after work and buy a ticket for a movie they're not going to watch and then they get points for free popcorn well essentially the business model was that they were trying to enlarge their subscriber base by lowering the cost to 10 bucks a month which wasn't necessarily a bad idea. It just wasn't sustainable <laughs> apparently it was, it was like 20 or 30 right I don't. I don't remember how much it was, but when it lowered to ten dollars a month, everyone started uh, subscribing. So you had this rapid growth period, but it didn't uh, last long enough. And they're still trying to find ways to monetize all that uh, data collecting. So they're actually in a good spot, is what you're saying, because they got a lot of people who are trying to uh, use their service. Well, kind of. I mean, growth has definitely slowed, and AMC and other competitors are now coming in with their own subscription service. So now it's harder to grow as rapidly as they were, and they're bleeding a lot of uh, cash trying to sustain <laughs> the ones that they do have. I mean, last week um, they had more than one service outage with people trying to buy tickets for Mission Impossible. Just because they couldn't pay, uh, I think, MasterCard for their credit service. 
which is what they're using for all those transactions. Mm-hmm. So they had to borrow $5 million, which they reported to the SEC. And that's when everyone found out, like, oh, they're running out of money. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so oh, I think this week they announced that they were raising the price within the next 30 days from $9.99 to $14, $15 a month now. So, so it's $10 for like three months. I guess. I don't know. I mean, it's it's definitely going up again just so they can have enough cash to s- sustain their business until they figure I mean, out what to do. Even at $15, it sounds good, but it's like, <laughs> I don't know. I, f- I feel like it's going to go away at any any point. <laughs> <laughs> like, even if I pay $15, I may not have time to watch a movie before <laughs> before they go under. <laughs> I mean, like, how, many, uh, how many movies are people even watching at a time? I know people well, were actively using it, but... Well, I don't know. Like I said, I think that people are just going and buying tickets as often as they can just to get points on their po- like for popcorn or something. So they're not even necessarily watching a movie. They're just going to get their points. So they're it's not like, really watching like Hotel Transylvania 3. They're just buying tickets. No. Yeah, they're just buying tickets because it's free. And it, and just they're just letting what Sony know that uh, they should make it a fourth one or something? <laughs> yes, they're... Point. they're <laughs> <laughs> like whatever is available like basically that there's a point to releasing these awful movies now because because then they can make money off movie pass so you're blaming movie pass for all the bad movies coming out <laughs> all the all the sequels yeah all the bad uh, sequels yeah. all the bad reboots <laughs> ant-man 2 what <laughs> ant-man 2 that's how they make money off of movie pass yeah that's that's yeah by the way i heard black panther just cross 700 million domestically that's right. I mean, it's. <laughs> did you not like Black Panther? <laughs> it's fine. I just you're racist. You I don't know. <laughs> just because I don't like the movie doesn't mean I'm racist. Uh, that's exactly what it means. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I I can appreciate it for what it is. I just don't uh, agree that it's the best movie ever. Because there's not enough white people. That's what you're saying. Um. <laughs> <laughs> there was no one I could relate to other than the rhinoceros. Yeah, <laughs> the rhinoceros was white. That's like some sort of alt-right argument, isn't it? It's... <laughs> I guess <laughs> <laughs> something Ben Shapiro was talking about. Uh... Well, the C- I don't know. Just the CG was so so shitty, and the dialogue was not very good. I think they like, were what... uh, they were just uh, conserving their money for. Infinity War, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing, because they have they have an unlimited budget, I think, right? Mm-hmm. They can, they can spend whatever they want on any movie they want. Just in this case, they decide to spend fifty million dollars instead of the like the hundred million or whatever, right? Or maybe they hired some asshole special effects company, not ILM, this time around. I saw some um, some outtakes. It was a gag reel. Uh, some of the Marvel movies and Anthony Mackie, who plays Falcon, he'd say a lot of funny shit on the uh, set. <laughs> like, like I, I don't remember which movie it was, but he was walking back to his mark. I, I, I guess it was um, either Infinity War or Civil War because he was calling out to one of the Russo brothers and said, "Hey Russo, you want me to go with Jamie Fox on this?" And then you can hear Russo in the background, like, "No, I want Denzel." <laughs> 
<laughs> and then Maca replies, oh, shit. Everyone put on your sunglasses. Denzel's coming out. <laughs> so it's pretty good, yeah. And then he starts stripping. <laughs> <laughs> is that a ricochet? <laughs> yes, of course it is. It's the only movie that Denzel Washington is in his underwear. Uh, you should let everyone know with your uh, Denzel marathon how it went. Um, I think I'm done with my current Denzel marathon, but basically I watched like... Was four... it just mid-90s or whatever? Yeah, it was like four or five mid-90s Denzel Washington movies um, in a row. I wasn't necessarily even like intending to do that. It just happened to be that because I was in the mood for mid-90s, late-90s like actiony movies and or drama movies mm-hmm. and he just happened to be in all of them <laughs> so um I, I i went into the pelican briefly knowing that he was in it and then i saw ricochet on <laughs> hbo go and i was like oh, okay i guess i'll watch it and then i saw malcolm x because i it was on the top of my list and i finally was able to get to it and you let me borrow the dvd and um, so, yeah, it was like three or four of these Denzel Washington movies in a row. And the best one out of all of them is definitely uh, Ricochet. Just because of how batshit insane it was? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, the, the cast is, is uh, perfect. It's an A-list cast. It's not like <laughs> it's like it's some it's, it's like made-for-TV like, movie or it's, anything. Yeah, it's, 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 it's an it's A-list like cast in a, in a B Denzel, movie. Denzel, <laughs> it's John Lithgow. <laughs> Ice T, <laughs> Jason Pollock, or what his name is? Kevin Pollock. Kevin Pollock. <laughs> I don't always say Jason Pollock. I keep saying that. <laughs> Kevin Pollock. I mean, these are like big names, especially during during the nineties too. Like they were like like these are popular people, and then there's crappy B movie. <laughs> like I don't understand how I got made. But, Should, uh, uh, I mean, what, what were some of the best scenes for that? Just to give people. I mean, yeah. far and away, the best the best scene in the movie was the bra- the jail breakout scene, <laughs> where where they had prisoner prisoners doing construction in a small hallway with only two prison guards, and the, and the prisoners had like buzz saws and drills and shit. <laughs> and it's like right outside the parole hearing that John Lithgow's going to. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And there's all these like close ups of people getting killed. <laughs> someone got <laughs> like, their like gut sawed off. <laughs> like someone got got their like chest sawed with the <laughs> and then and like a drill in someone's head. <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> I just was not expecting like uh, it being that gruesome. It's it's like the most uh, poorly planned out revenge plot. <laughs> <laughs> His, yeah, his revenge. Yeah, make Denzel suffer. <laughs> his revenge plot prison. is: I want him to not want to live, but then he's going to live not wanting to live. <laughs> like, like, what the hell? You gotta like, suffer. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's dead. It's like, oh my! There's just, just so many weird things going on in that movie. Like, <laughs> like you, you know, John Lithgow has got to be a great actor to go from. Like these award-winning roles, and then go to go to something so campy and over the top as he was in Ricochet. It was amazing. Well, I mean, this is technically like the first John Lithgow movie I've seen. 
Um, I haven't seen like anything else he's in. Uh, I saw like Third Rock from the Sun. That's basically it. So, well, he's won a bunch of Emmys for that, didn't he? Huh? He's oh, won I a bunch so. of Emmys I, for that. I, I think know, he won. I, an, I think, think he did win a supporting Emmy. I think he did win a supporting Emmy for his season on Dexter, where he played a serial killer. Oh, I didn't know he was on Dexter. Yeah, he was on one season. That's really the last good season of Dexter anyway. So, <laughs> Was he in Harry and the Hendersons or something like that? I think so. Yeah, that's the thing that's mostly where I, I recognize him from because I watched that when I was a kid. Let me look it up real quick. Not the movie. I think it was just the TV show. I think Although it was it be... I don't know. Whatever. Anyways... <laughs> But yeah, I might uh, he might be my next uh, marathon eventually once I figure out figure out which ones are good. Just watch them all. I suppose. No. Yeah. I did. Uh, I did tweet. <laughs> I did tweet at Ice T and John Lithgow. I asked them when the next uh, Ricochet movie was coming. Out. And no one responded. <laughs> <laughs> no, no response. <laughs> <laughs> but but at least maybe they might have read it. You should um, plant that seed, right? Yeah, yeah. And then ten years when they want to do a reboot. Actually, it's already been like twenty years. <laughs> you should so, just uh, tweet everyone like they're bad movies. <laughs> like, hey, Stallone, when uh, when's Rhinestone two coming out? <laughs> <laughs> when's uh, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot two coming out? Yeah, yeah. Did you should ever see that one. I, yeah, I did. I think I can have a copy of it. So. <laughs> That was uh, that was bad. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't really fun at all. Hey, still get it. Went oh wait, never mind. <laughs> and there's a, like a part in the movie where he actually says "stop" or my mom will shoot. <laughs> and and I think it's because they actually names named the movie something else up until that point. They're like, okay, well we need a different name, so we'll just use something that he says in the movie. Well, you do remember that the story that uh, he did that movie because of Arnold, right? Because he wanted to do like a funny movie. No, I think Arnold was basically just trolling him back. Oh, in the that's day. right, that's right. Because he said he was going to do that one, and then yeah, like he knew Arnold knew it was bad, <laughs> <laughs> so he spread a rumor around to the tabloids or the trades saying that he was going to do stop or Ramon would shoot. So Stallone's agent was like, "You got to do this movie before Arnold, because <laughs> he's already going to do it." <laughs> it's like I don't know about this one. You got to do it, man. <laughs> And then, yeah. And that agent got fired, right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> or he was in on the joke. <laughs> yeah. Played like a damn fiddle. <laughs> yeah, like after production, six months later. Got you. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> it was just a joke. <laughs> um, tell you, what else is there? Infinity War? Did we talk about that? We talked about that last time, right? I don't know. It's been like four months. That time was what April? I forgot when in April though. Let's see. Uh, let's see what we talked about last time. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about ass titties, porn parody crossovers, more Star Wars, Toys R Us. Uh. 
So I guess no Infinity War. No Infinity War. Who did you like it? Uh, I did enjoy it. That's it? Um, I think it was probably one of the better uh, Marvel movies overall. Like maybe top three. I'd say it's slightly above mid-tier. I thought it was maybe just a tad too long, but uh, I liked all the things that were going on. It wasn't didn't feel like there was anything I didn't want to see in it. Uh, I mean, it's definitely drags on a little bit here and there, but I mean, for the most part, I mean, it's it's hard to come up with criticisms when you don't really care about the movie. <laughs> so, what did you not like about it? What what were you looking for more out of it? Uh, it's just very jam-packed. I mean, didn't you get that feeling that they're squeezing everyone in, so there's just not uh, enough time for everyone, especially at Captain America and and uh, Iron Man. Even Doctor Strange seemed like well, he was going to have a bigger role, but it's pulled back. Well, they definitely focused on the people who got dusted um, at the end of that movie. Spoilers, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but, um... But I mean that there's supposed to be a but a cap and Iron Man two. didn't get dusted. I mean those were probably still the bigger characters. Yeah, but they're still around though, so that, yeah. they're going to have a bigger focus on the second part because um, those are all like the basically the ones that stuck around are the ones that we started the whole cinematic universe with, mm-hmm. and so the next Avengers movie is going to focus on them completely because most likely they're all going to get recast after after that movie. So basically, this last Avengers four. Um, is going to be focusing on all of them because basically they're retiring after this one. Um, most we think of all the um, arguments about uh, Thanos or Thanos not uh, not just making more resources instead of wiping everyone out, like making more sandwiches for everyone, just yeah. having them fly yeah. out of there. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you still kind of have to have a movie, right? <laughs> so, um, so where's the conflict, right? So, uh, I mean, I, I guess he could, but uh, that's not really what he his mindset is, right? So, so he, so even though he can make more resources, there will always be more people. So, he, so he's more about population control rather than just supplying more. So it just seems like a silly, another silly sort of fan argument because the guy's clearly a psychopath, right? He's he's caught the mad time for a reason, so he's trying to prove a point, even though it doesn't make complete logical sense. So, regardless of whether he could make more food and resources, he's just not going to do it because he has a very specific view of what should be done. Yeah. So he's just going to do that. So that's more of a character issue than a logical issue, right? Right. Like like people. Like a serial killer could just not kill fifty people over the course of a decade, right? But they're going to do it anyway. Or a person could not smoke, knowing that it's bad for their health, but they're going to do it anyway, right? Right. All right. So I don't know. It's there's always just a lot of these fan things that are kind of annoying to listen to. Like, did you have any other ones that are similar, where any fans other- just like make up uh, yeah uh i guess there was that yeah i mean that's just the most the biggest thing is just the resources thing they could have just uh had sandwiches falling out of the air or whatever <laughs> like for for everyone all the time 
Um, that should be like a campaign uh, slogan. Sandwiches for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I have. I don't know if there's really anything else other than that. I think that's the main thing because, like, basically, if you can make all reality disappear, why doesn't just make the reality as he wants it or whatever? But it's really just his thing is basically that he just wants population control essentially, and he has a specific way of thinking about it. And would they even scare more people to get in line? I mean, if you know, like, half the population's been wiped out, you're more likely not to reproduce, right? <laughs> like. Which is probably the whole point, right? To be more conservative and respectful of... He's an eco-terrorist, right? That's basically what it is. So he's uh, Captain Planet, is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, like an asshole Captain Planet. <laughs> he's if, what? If, if, same if color, Captain I guess, Planet or? had an actual plan for stopping global warming, yeah. that would be it. To <laughs> destroy 50% of the population of Earth. That's uh, <laughs> what Scott Pruitt's plan was? <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's I mean technically that's that's what has to be done right? Yeah. Because the global warming is just going to ruin everyone and all the people who are going to get uh, displaced or whatever they're just going to start killing each other or starving or whatever right? No, it's it's sandwiches for everyone. You're forgetting the. <laughs> <laughs> but Subway can't make enough five dollar lunch for everyone. <laughs> they're not going to make a. Foot long. It's, it's a supply be, chain. It's a supply chain thing. Okay, they only like have so many. Miles long. That's what it's going to be. They only have so many of the sweet onion teriyaki packages. Okay, <laughs> they only have so many of the cold cut trios. Most of they have. They only have so many bread ovens. That's where Quiznos come in, right? <laughs> well, Quiznos but went bankrupt, right? Yeah. Did or, they? Yeah. Yeah. They just like went underground, like Captain America and his Secret Avengers. That's <laughs> well. I mean, Quiznos started doing like the free sandwiches every day for ten dollars. Oh, was that a thing? I didn't even know. Yeah, you pay ten dollars a month and you can go and get a sandwich every day. Was this from the same people behind uh, Movie Pass? Is that? <laughs> uh, only when they. <laughs> well, yeah, basically. <laughs> Quiznos became Movie Pass. <laughs> we, I think we've drawn, we've drawn the line for the connection here. Yeah. They invested it's be like in the next the... great documentary <laughs> like, <laughs> on Netflix. <laughs> Quiznos to Movie Pass. Yeah. How, how, how Quiznos rebranded itself from toasted sandwiches to Ant Man. <laughs> <laughs> to losing money every day. Their Movie Pass's brand is losing money, right? That's their mission statement, yeah. Yeah. To lose money. Gonna Give us your money up. so we can yeah. lose it. Yeah, so we can feed it. Sabotage. So we can feed it into the Hollywood uh, machine. Yeah. That's exactly it. There's literally no other th- no other reason why this movie, this, this company exists. They're, Is it even helping borrowing... smaller movies? I don't think so. Because that's probably like the best reason why you would use a movie pass, right? To see. Yes, yeah, so something you don't more feel confident movies. about. Yeah. That you'd want to go and just see, and if it's okay, then you have no qualm like, about having spent money. Like Aquaman, you're gonna hopefully. <laughs> Um, <laughs> movie passes around long enough for I may Aquaman just, I may just pay full price for that. <laughs> no more free tickets, huh? All right. Um, yeah, Aquaman looks uh, interesting. It looks a lot brighter. <laughs> I don't know if, if it even is funny or what, but I, I like Jason Momoa, even though he's not like an amazing actor. 
It looks like half the movie has this like Instagram uh, underwater filter throughout the entire movie because they're not doing those air bubble like they did in Justice League. It's just them underwater speaking. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I I guess it should be okay. I don't know. It looks interesting, at least like uh, like how they developed all the mermaid people. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's, I don't know. Um, it's uh, what was the Smurfs ripoff where they're underwater? Was it Squirts or something or Squarts? No, it's the uh, Sharks. Shit. <laughs> uh, uh, crap! I have it on top top of my head, but I can't remember. I tried to look up Squirts on Google, and then they gave me something else. Snorks. Snorks, there you go. Yeah, don't uh, Google search squirt. (laughs) (laughs) Google. Um, Squirts. (laughs) (laughs) Number one is how to make a girl squirt. Yeah, there you go. You should post that on the the post, just in case anyone needs to know. The Google search? Yeah. Oh, don't go to the images. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, I mean, there were all seahorses in uh, that cartoon, right? Or something like that? Uh, no, they're just, they're just snorks. They have, uh, like, little snorkel things on top of their head. But did they ride seahorses? I remember the seahorses were part of something. Oh, yeah, I think they rode seahorses, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they should have uh, some of them in Aquaman. That'd be something, right? Like, they go to war with... <laughs> I think technically they're owned by the same company because it's a. Actually, I don't even know who. No, is Smurfs is a Sony. Oh, never mind. Smurfs is Sony, but Snorks, I think, is Hanna Barbera. Yeah, what, it's, um, it's Hanna Barbera. What about Shazam? Everything at Shazam. Um, it seemed okay. I don't know if it's. I don't know. It looks funny, but I don't know what the point of it is. Like, am I supposed to be like, okay, this guy's going to be in the next Justice League or something? Like, I don't, I don't know what the. the if end he's lucky. <laughs> I mean, it's probably going to be their best movie, as far as I, other than I guess Wonder Woman, but. Um, I'm guessing it's going for like a PG, Deadpool or something. I don't know. Like a PG thirteen Deadpool. Yeah. Because that seems probably. like that's the type of humor it's going for. Yeah, it's like I'm a superhero! Hooray! Like, okay. <laughs> and all these references and stuff. I don't know. It's I don't know, man. Yeah, Everyone seems yeah. to be uh, more on board with those movies than anything Zack Snyder made. I don't know. I like the Dragon Ball Z fights. <laughs> They're just exciting. I don't know. Like, uh, just something about it that's like different than like what you see in a Marvel action scene. Because I'd say generally Marvel action scenes are not very exciting. There are some parts that are good, but I wouldn't say that they're like as like uh, as cool or as interesting as a, as like the Zack Snyder stuff. They are the Marvel studio stuff is is generally more generic, I suppose. Because I want to see like different things. I want to see new things. I don't really want to see Thor with his hammer sla- smacking another guy for. 300th time, right? 
where he comes out of a portal, starts lightning everyone with an axe. Like, okay, that's kind of different, but he's like the same thing, right? He's using lightning to kill people. What's and different with... Smack, um, he's smacking people with a piece of metal. Well, what's different with the stuff in Justice League? Like, things are blowing up and, like, lightning storms. Things don't and, blow up in Marvel movies? <laughs> uh, I can't remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I there are a couple feel- of, like, visual video essays about uh, how bland and generic Marvel movies are. It just feels more visually bombastic in the DC stuff. Well, a lot of movies these days are the same way, aren't they? They're all coming from a similar generic template for action. Mm. Probably why I like the Mission Impossible file a little better. Because it's, it's more basic stunt work, but it's, very, it's shot very well and cut together very well. Is it more practical stuff, or you, can you tell there's less CG? Um, well, there were a lot of chase scenes. I mean, there was a host, probably two or three back-to-back chase sequences in their France um, plotline. Where they had to go to France to kidnap someone. And so there was a, a van chase sequence, and then it went into a motorcycle chase sequence, and then it went into like a sedan chase sequence. But it was all shot very well throughout the streets of Paris. And it was all cut together very well. So there's this very smooth um, sort of flow to the visual elements of the film. It's not very chaotic the same way you would see Marvel stuff or uh, Michael Bay stuff, where it's where there's just a lot of cuts between images. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, Chris McCrory. And his DP are definitely doing good work. There was even some good blocking and stuff in the last one. What was it? Ghost Protocol? Where at one point, you know, it's there's like four people chasing each other. And at some point, it, the camera's just panning across the stairway and it pulls back. And then at the end, like Tom Cruise like gets thrown out of a window and then they're off chasing again. And it's just this smooth flow where you can clearly figure out where everyone is and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I feel like the, the normal action movie has been kind of like um, kind of taking a backseat to all these superhero action movies. So it's nice to see like a bigger movie like Mission Impossible doing, getting back to like the roots of action in general. We also had movies like John Wick, where it's just a bunch of shootout, right? Yeah. Shootout scenes that are pretty well choreographed. Yeah, I like John Wick 2 a lot more for the the choreography. But I guess generally John Wick 1 was a better movie. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely is a place for the sort of mid-tier action movies where there's a lot more... Um, visual continuity going on. They're just not making enough of them, basically. Because everyone's yeah, trying like, to set up a new franchise. It's basically every other every other rock movie is uh, like one of those <laughs> one of those uh, classic action sort of movies. Well, even the rock movies are now like these big budget temples. It's, I don't know, it's like he's got his own like franchise, basically. <laughs> Like it doesn't well, he is his own brand at this yeah, point. He's, right? yeah, like, he's, yeah, it's like he is the the franchise or the brand. It's yeah. Like the, he had like two recent movies like that looked like they could have been shot the same at the same time, like Skyscraper and, what's and Rampage. 
and the Rampage. Yeah, they could have been the same movie. Yeah, and, and San Andreas. Like they could have <laughs> shot all three of those on the same in the same t- at the same time, use the same footage, and you wouldn't have been able to tell which one is which. So if it, <laughs> so, if it just feels like that kind of stuff. But people are still going out <clears throat> to see him. Probably not so much um, skyscraper. I mean that that wasn't as successful as uh, his previous movies. I mean, it, it looks stupid though. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not even about the concept. It's just that the trailer was like really stupid. Less stupid than Rampage. Uh, I think more stupid. I think when I was watching <laughs> Skyscraper and he was jumping, he's trying to jump from the crane to the tower. I was thinking, wait a second, isn't this whole movie supposed to be like he's supposed to be in the skyscraper? How is he on a crane all of a sudden outside the tower? And like when he's jumping, he's not even jumping at a right angle. It's like a, um, a more implausible, more implausible Die Hard at that point. Yeah, it, it's basically just Die Hard, and but I didn't get the uh, the prosthetic leg thing because they were hiding it ninety percent of the time in the trailer anyway. Except the, the one time when he's hanging on it or something. Like I don't, like I don't fucking understand like what the the point of the prosthetic was, but because um, obviously the Rock doesn't have a prosthetic in real life. Right, you don't say. So, so every time, so every time we see him, he's always just wearing pants or something. It's like, okay, like why your bother? I, mean, I saw an interview with the director, and he was just saying that they were trying to, um, they were trying to make Dwayne Johnson less of a superhero. So they gave him, a, <laughs> they gave him one leg, basically. But then he took out. He takes off his prosthetic, starts beating people with it. <laughs> <laughs> like a sword comes out of it or something. I don't know. <laughs> it becomes a, a cannon. <laughs> <laughs> Leg cannon. Yeah, there you go. But uh, yeah, when I was watching the trailer for Rampage, it seemed more fun. I don't know. Because you have monsters in that one. Yeah, because you have monsters and buildings getting like destroyed. And what what would you say would be the next uh, rock movie? Um, a Gundam movie, <laughs> <laughs> or he is the Gundam? Yeah, <laughs> he should be in Power Rangers. Uh, actually, and he'll the be next... the Megazord. Is that? What... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> actually, the next one is going to be like whatever that one Jason Statham is, right? The, yeah, the, the Fast and Furious. Spin-off. Fast and Furious. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a buddy the... film, right? I guess he's just going to do that. I haven't seen any of the last five, so it's like I don't even know what the hell is going on with that series right now. You're missing out. It's it's all pretty stupid. <laughs> like you like Ricochet, you probably like these. <laughs> oh, I hope. Yeah, I just I just need to watch it again from like number three or something. Cause I think that's where I stopped watching it. I watched yeah. one, two, and Tokyo Drift. Maybe like maybe parts of it, but I stopped watching it because yeah, it's so I, stupid. I think the Fast and Furious franchise. It's a bit like um, the Mission Impossible franchise, where yeah. at a certain point it just it, it got a second wind and became more successful. Well, the second wind happened like two years after the after yeah. the last wind, <laughs> so it's, it's it feels more continuous than the Mission Impossible one. Well, the Mission Impossible one, I mean, you can divide it into the first two films and all the bad robot films because. J.J. Abrams' company was producing the last four of the six films. Did he start with three? Yeah, well, J.J. Abrams directed the third one. 
which could either go either way. You could it it seemed still close enough in line with the with the first two to be its own trilogy. But then the previous three, the last three films still had a lot of plot elements that tied together with JJ's third film. Mm-hmm. So you could look at it as either two trilogies or the two films and then everything else. I feel like the first two films have nothing to do with the last whatever yeah. this whole continuity right now. They're more of their just standalone stuff. Yeah, I think I think two related to the first one a little bit, but not mm-hmm. really. So it didn't even really matter that much. It only mattered Oh, only related in so far as what characters are still using. And yeah, but yeah, yeah. Fallout definitely had tied together a lot more of the threads coming from uh, the previous films, especially even the first with, two or uh, uh, probably not really... the first two. No, but I guess okay. it alludes to the first two, since it's basically what drives Ethan Hunt as a character, mm-hmm. trying to help everyone. Well, yeah, I feel like Ethan Hunt's not even the same character as. As than the first one. You don't so think I, he's he's a different character that's being portrayed, or that he's grown as a character? I, th- I feel like he's a different person. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, like not even the same character. Because I, I don't know. I, I feel like there's the continuity broke somewhere along the way for me. In a good way or a bad way? Uh, I mean, it's just different. Like it's. I, I think these the last three are are better than the first three. Mm-hmm. But. I, I wouldn't even say I don't know if I really grouped the third one with the the last string, but I guess it has to be. It's like whenever Simon Pegg started being part of it, that's I feel like that's a whole new franchise. I think it was the third one too. Yeah, he was in the okay. third one. Oh, yeah. was he in the third one? Yeah. Okay, I thought he was in the fourth one, starting there. But, no, he was uh, definitely in the third one, but he didn't have a big role out in the field. He was just like IT back in the the IMF offices. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so I still feel like maybe the fourth one because that's because it's like that's when he actually took a bigger role yeah. rather than just being like a, a side character. So, so I think I feel that's why I feel like basically the whole group reformed essentially um, compared to what was there previously. Yeah, but like I said, I mean, you can look either look at it as the first two films and then yeah the other four, or you can do two separate trilogies. At this point, it doesn't really it's not that big of a deal, but but yeah, definitely the last three were a lot stronger than. In the previous three, um, as far as Fast and Furious, I mean, the turning point was probably with the four film. I mean, how many are there now? Eight films, nine films in. It's eight. Eight films, yeah. It was Fate of the Furious was the last one. Yeah, so definitely from the four film on, it's much more uh, serialized and connected. I think that's just a. Just I a think standard that's, action movie too, like a kind of like a Transformers thing almost. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I think that's when Vin Diesel came back and started producing them. Oh, so even Vin Diesel's got his own brand and definitely knows mm-hmm. what he wants from the films. But um, I, I guess that's the same way with Tom Cruise. I I think I would say Tom Cruise is underrated as a producer, right? Because he's producing essentially all those Mission Impossible films and everything he's been involved in, like the past fifteen years, I suppose. Well, he produces everything he does now, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think it depends on how much he's actually involved. I would say, because like a lot of times they'll 
add a, a, a major actor as a producer, even though he's not really doing much other than attaching his name to it. And he, but he may be the biggest reason why it gets made in the first place, which is why he be get, he gets producer credit. I but mean, I remember when United Artists had changed um, had changed ownership, I think, and then it was Tom Cruise and his producing partner for a long time taking over United Artists. And I think his partner was going to do the day to day, and Tom Cruise was going to be pretty heavily involved until she went her separate way. So I think that deal ended kind of poorly, especially for United Artists, which had been around since like um, Mary Pickford and Charlie Chaplin times when they started it. But yeah, I mean, Tom Cruise is definitely producing a lot of movies. Except, I mean, just his movies, but it's still like at least a movie every two years or something like that, right? Yeah, he he keeps it going for sure. Yeah. But I, I think when he re- starts retiring from actually being more on screen, he could have a big career as a producer or studio head. It's possible. It depends on how he how he goes about it. Because I think he's still in the, in the movies he's producing. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't know how. I don't know. Like, I don't think there's any uh, information right now for people to think about. Okay, well, how, how is he? Gonna, what movies is he going to produce um, that he's not in? Mm-hmm. Right, because he's always going to be in movies he's producing. So, like, what kind of genres or whatever is he going to try and get make done and and or whatever? So, I think that's part of it. It's like, like, what specifically is he going to going to try and get made? I'd say. Mm-hmm. But but um, I mean, it seems like a lot of actors are even catching on to the game now because they're just producing a lot of contents for themselves or just other projects in their own name. Even Jessica T- Chastain's producing a lot of movies. Um, well, it's easier now. for her, with, and yeah. With like Netflix and Amazon and everyone trying to make content. Yeah. So it's, e- it's easier to get a big name to make, make their own projects or whatever they want to do. So that's also another interesting aspect of, of the movie business right now, or and TV show business. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they're talking about—I uh, don't know if you heard the news, but the, the Trump administration is like talk, talking about re, reviewing the Paramount decision from like 50 years ago. About the the uh, anti-competitive thing. Yeah. With the theaters and stuff like that. Yeah. So that, that's yeah. another thing too. It's like that may upend a little bit of uh, the status quo uh, that Hollywood's been going through. So, because because everything's so much different than it was even 20 years ago, it may be a, a okay thing now. Is that just because of how competitive it is for studios now? Or, or theaters? Yeah, I think Because so. of streaming services? Yeah. So I think it's, it's sort of like a how for TV, because we can kind of make that uh, we can kind of see how like the major broadcasters are having a tough time mm-hmm. keeping up against like cable networks, even and even though cable networks are still having a tough time against streaming services. Like I think it's the same thing is going to happen to the movie, the bigger movie studios. All the albeit it's not as uh, impacted right now, but it will eventually. Well, it's uh, just going to be worse for consumers because you're not. You're just going to get less and less diversity in movies. Yeah. Basically, yeah. 
So all the smaller films that would be interesting for people would just either go to streaming services or not get made at all. Like there's always the talk of, you know, the death of the uh, mid-sized movies, Mm -hmm. like those 30 to 40 million dollar films, which is all now just being made as uh, big budget blockbusters. So yeah, I don't yeah, know. It they, sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, they inject more money into it, and make it a make it a blockbuster, and or it just doesn't get made, or it goes to a streaming service. So yeah, it feels I mean, like anything that's in an actual theater is just going to be the bigger stuff. Like especially like because the same thing with the major broadcasters. Like you're not going to watch anything on on their networks unless it's a big show for whatever reason. I mean, basically, so, the ones that will survive are the horror movies, like the mid-sized horror movies. Or even a lower budget horror movies, because those are the, all usually the ones that make money. Mm-hmm. Well, so horror movies probably, always make money. Most of the time, yeah, like ninety percent of the time they do make money. Because they're so cheap to make. <laughs> Spend ten thousand dollars on this uh, Insidious <laughs> movie. Make, yeah, those make Insidious movies are five like million movie, five, five million movie, five million dollars, and then they make like eighty million. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, whoever's making that is making too much money. Like a Bloom House, right? That's yeah, yeah. Did you ever watch Fantasy Island? Uh, no. You know what it was about? Uh, is it a TV show? Yeah. With uh, Ricardo Montalban and uh. Uh no. There, well, Bloom House is also making that into a movie. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You're not even familiar with Fantasy Island. I, I, a passing reference to it, like something about, uh, is it like a dating show or something? It's um, it's supposed to be like this mysterious island where Ricardo Montalban owns, I guess, and he's the host, and he has, um, I forgot his name, but he was the uh, butler in um, the man with the golden gun, the the little person. You remember him? Uh, odd job? <laughs> no, that's uh, no the man with the golden gun, the um, like little person who was with. Yeah, uh, really. that's the name of the guy. The that's not odd job. That's Goldfinger. You're thinking of? Oh, so good, man with the golden gun. Yeah, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> he would uh, invite people to live out their their uh, deepest fantasies on this island because it's Fantasy Island, and it always pretty much goes wrong because. Because what they really want is isn't what they really want. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I never, I never watched it. I don't okay. know anything about it. We should add that to your list. After what Farscape or? <laughs> uh, Farscape is impossible to find right now. So <laughs> uh, my my next thing is Babylon Five. I was gonna start it last night, but I ended up uh, going to sleep pretty early. You huge nerd, okay. Um, so what else is there? Anything new? Hmm. Anything you're looking forward to? What about that No Man's Sky? Did you play more of it? I did play some more of it. Uh, I think I'm done <laughs> for now. Again, uh, it's got a lot of good stuff in it, but it's just like I've already played like 50 hours of it. And so mm-hmm. it's not too much different than what it was before. Plus, every time they update it, 
you basically have to start again from scratch. And like I've done that like six times already, so I feel like I never get very far in the game before they update it so much again, where you have to start again from scratch. So when you start again from scratch, you just have to build your ship and get all your resources. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you. Or is there a point where you just? Is it like a refresh where you have a certain amount of supplies and already? Um, like, is there any well, sort of save point that they give you? Uh, you're kind of confusing me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so no, no. Basically, what it is is uh, when you start the game, you start with a crash ship, and so basically you have to um, run around and gather resources and things that will allow you to repair your ship. And once you're able to do that, then you establish a base somewhere and you can go around in space and travel around. And eventually there's a couple of different quest lines and different tasks that you can do. And so one of the things is uh, going to the center of the universe, or not the universe, but the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that takes a long time to do. So you basically have to farm resources a lot and keep jumping over and over. So every time uh, there's an update, you have to, you're, you're, you're starting with the same crashed ship. Yeah, okay. exactly. So, okay. so depending on what you want to do, necessarily, there's like a quest. There's a couple of quests and stuff like that. So that's what I was doing the last time around. Is I actually got kind of far in one of the quests, but then uh, because they just released a this very big update and they basically revamped the whole beginning part of the game, and mm-hmm. so that was a whole a whole part of it. So basically, I didn't want to skip that part again because um, they revamped it all. So I wanted to start again from scratch and see what they so did. So it's basically like the DC of <laughs> of video games. Just going to revamp it. Uh, I guess so, yeah. But <laughs> it's like, it, another game that did this was uh, Starbound. Oh. Uh, and basically every... But that was because it was more in the beta for like four years, which is really fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. And they would just, they would delete your characters. <laughs> so it wasn't even like a, your choice <laughs> to to go back and, and restart like I like I'm doing now. But they would literally, oh, because they updated the game so much, the the, the previous stuff was incompatible, mm. and so they just outright delete your shit. And so it's like, okay, like I just spent twenty hours on the last one because the last time you told me that you weren't going to do it anymore, you said this is the last time we're going to do character wipes. And then the next update, they're like, sorry guys, we have to do a character wipe because of X reason. And it's like, what the fuck? You just told us <laughs> last time you're not going to do that anymore. Like that's the reason why I put twenty hours into it. And then, so I lose basically all the all my progress on it, and so it's like, so I started again, obviously, but it's like I'm only two, three hours in, and I'm like, okay, what the fuck is the point? But they, they stopped developing that, that game so much, so it's not a bit, as big of a deal. Mm-hmm. But it's like I've already played the game enough, where it's like I get what 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 happens, and like I'm not gonna get any farther. There's like a bot, there are bosses and stuff, but I'm not really into it for that. Mm-hmm. Like these, it's all these sandbox games have like some, I don't know, some inconsistencies with them. <laughs> so it's that they always like to revamp things or or uh, make make a lot of changes and stuff like that. At least with No Man's Sky, they didn't delete your character. So like I can still log into my older file that I have there. It's just that I wanted to start for, again from the beginning because they revamped stuff. And so the next time they uh, revamp everything. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, like every six, six or eight months, they seem to be releasing a new big patch, and uh, so there's a lot of like uh, controversy with the game to begin with, too. Because when they released the game, it was like nothing what they were talking about. 
But now um, it is. But now it's yeah. I mean, it's basically what it what it was like, and this is like two and a half years ago mm. when they released it. And so when they released it two and a half years ago, it was basically not what they said it was going to be. But now it's what it should have been back then. So I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff to do in it. It's fine. It's interesting. Depends on what you're looking for out of the game. Speaking of space travel, though, apparently it was announced today that Patrick Stewart's coming back to play Jean-Luc Picard. I did see did that. Then? Yeah. yeah, and I'm, like, excited. <laughs> but so, Did you even watch uh, Discovery? The first uh, No, I haven't seen Discovery yet. Okay. Well, I, I only saw, like, a couple minutes of the premiere, but it's a lot had... different from what you're probably used to as a Star Trek, <laughs> from a Star Trek show. Mm-hmm. Well, I heard I I saw a couple of reviews on it. So I generally know what what the idea is and what's going on with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I do want to watch it eventually. But it's since it's only on the all access thing, I don't really want to spend money on a service I'm only going to use once once a week or something like that. But they're also developing Twilight Zone for that, and I think they already have some other shows on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how much you're going to watch CBS shows. I'm I'm assuming they have older CBS shows on there as well. I guess I I, I haven't really looked into it that much, but it's like they it's not like they're um, withdrawing all the CBS shows from everything every other service too. So I think it just depends on what the show is. But are you excited? He's going to be playing an older version of Picard. I'm not even sure how they're going <clears> to <throat> tie it in. Are just going to go into the future or something? Or well, it's going to be him on his vineyard, right? Yeah, Wolf is uh, Alzheimer's space Alzheimer's. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. And there'll be that. Ep- there'll be that episode where we see them all old, and they're like, "Oh, I'm from the past." <laughs> like, <laughs> so that's going to be that just, far ahead, though, or is it going to be closer to? It said it said twenty years after um, Nemesis. Okay. So whatever happened, whenever Nemesis was in the Star Star Trek timeline, I, think I mean Nemesis. It could change it altogether, right? I mean, he could. I mean, yeah, I guess so. They haven't actually written anything. That's what, yeah. that's what they're that's what they're talking about. Because it's been twenty years since Nemesis, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's just what they're kind of going off of. Oh, should be interesting at the very least. Yeah. So Nemesis was in two thousand two. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're probably not even going to have anything made for the show until at least 2020. So, and 20 years is probably rounding. So they're probably going to do whatever actually is like 18 years. What? <laughs> huh? What? <laughs> What'd you say? That's... Do you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Well, I said that they're, <laughs> they're, they're not, I don't understand. They're probably not even gonna make them. They make any make anything until like 2020. So it's probably like 18 years since Nemesis, and so they're just rounding up and saying 20. I suppose so. I don't know. But you already saw the movies, right? Yeah, I saw all of them. Okay. I don't remember Nemesis being very good. It was okay. Like, none of the Next Generation movies were good. I think Generations was probably my favorite one. Well, that was part of um, the Next Generation ones? Yeah. Okay. 
Because I always kind of forget because Shanner was in it, so it was kind of like whatever. And I think it, it opened with the original crew, didn't they? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, it did open with the original crew, but basically, it's a next gen. Yeah, it seemed like it was just the end of the original, and then. Yeah, it was like you know. a passing of the torch, essentially. Yeah, but I think I think really what it was is that they shoehorned him in because. Uh, they just like, wanted him Shanner to die and not come back. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Like okay, fine. We'll make one last movie with you. <laughs> <laughs> I think the but big concern I, I did, was that I did like it. I think fans just they didn't want fans wanting Shatner back, so they were, were very adamant. The studio was very adamant about killing Kirk, so there was no chance of <laughs> him coming back again. Mm-hmm. So it would just be Picard, and they would just go off and do the next generation films. It would seem kind of bitter. I don't know. It's like what the hell. <laughs> like, But um, yeah, I think I guess First Contact's the only good, good next generation film. Yeah, I guess I guess that was a that was a good one, but um, I feel like it was pretty stupid because <laughs> they basically had a had their own hand in creating space travel. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just uh, it seemed kind of contrived. I mean, it was nice being able to to witness it, right? But the way they did it, I didn't like it. So anything else before uh, we finish up? Um, we can talk about how big Whoopi Goldberg's boobs are. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about how big John Delancey's boobs are. <laughs> What now or then? I <laughs> we can talk about how big. Uh, oh my God, it's Michael Dorn. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Michael Dorn's picture recently? No. How does he look? Does he just look skinny now or what? I guess. Yeah, he's like really. Like he has glasses on. and He looks nothing like how he did. I think it's just because he's older now, or he lost some weight or something. Yeah, just look at his Wikipedia page. Yeah. Or I'm just looking at the next generation page and he looks like nothing. Like you, know, he, you know who else should come back? Riker. What's Riker up to? That's what I want to know. Jonathan Frakes? Yeah. I mean, they were tossing around his name, or I think he was trying to petition to make one in the movies. But... Well, he's directing episodes of the Orville. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Jeez, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Like knock off Star Trek is what he's uh, directing now because they don't want him for Discovery. That should just it should just go straight to uh, YouTube Red. I don't know what doesn't even need to be on Fox. Well, I mean, it probably will be once they cancel it. (laughs) (laughs) They should at this point, yeah. (laughs) But it's pretty. uh, I like the Orville fine, so it's not. We also like Ricochet, so I don't know what you. What your what your point is? <laughs> but uh, all right, I'm done here either. <laughs>